You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Hello, hooligans, hooting for hoopla and hootenanny. Welcome to Good Job Brain, your weekly quiz show and offbeat trivia podcast. This is episode 142, and of course, I'm your humble host, Karen, and we are your joyful, jumping, jesters, jabbering, jab... I did not... Joyfully? Jazz apples? Jubilee, jazz apples. Jazz apples. I'm Colin. I'm Dana. And I'm Chris. We're back! Yeah! Your voice sounds good. Thank you. We're back. We... We went on a sudden emergency hiatus uh, for the last month because I lost my voice for that long. Yeah. Um, Your poor yeah. voice. We went oh. to, uh, Karen and I went to go see Animaniacs Live. The oh, voice yeah. actors from Animaniacs were and the all songwriter. there. And the songwriter, mm-hmm. which was a big surprise. And so they performed a lot of the songs from Animaniacs, which was so, it was yeah. so formative yeah. for us as young nerds. Songs <laughs> that help you memorize the names of countries and things yeah. of that nature. <laughs> and Karen got to meet a veteran uh, voice actress, Tress McNeil, who yeah. is every voice in every Every cartoon, Futurama, and Futurama, Simpsons. and The Simpsons, yeah. and, and she's Dot from Animaniacs, and uh, Karen couldn't talk, so I had to do all of her talking uh, for her. But Tressman Neal gave Karen a throat lozenge, yeah. So yeah. you know what? And she she still has it to this day. Karen can sell it on eBay. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> all right, and also during the hiatus, I went to check our Good Job Brain mailbox, our PO box, and we got some cool surprises. Uh, including this one from Kung Fu Jimmy. Kung Fu Jimmy uh, sent us two issues of his magazine called Organ Grinder. And uh, he said, Dear friends, I was told about GJB about five months ago and have since burnt through the entire catalog. If you're half as entertained by my magazine as I am by your podcast, I'll be flattered to no end. Oh, we are super entertained we, we by are, your magazine. Yes, we're very we're passing around Oops. issues of Organ yeah. Grinder, which is a uh, each, each each issue says no kids on the cover. Yeah, there's some yeah, dirty like a, jokes in there's there. There's bad words in there. Yeah, yeah. A little yeah. bit. Adult it's like concepts. A, it's like a yeah. adult mm. activity it's like, book. It's like games yeah. magazine. It's it's or full of highlights. puzzles and yeah, yeah exactly. Brain, right, yeah. brain teasers, puzzles, for adults. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, quizzes and things like that. It is very cool. There's Recommended. A, yes, there's a there's um something. There's one called. One off Broadway in here. I'll read a couple of these questions because it's pretty good. It's uh, each of these famous Broadway musical titles has lost one letter. Figure out the new title based on the synopsis. Uh, so, for example, a large lobed glandular organ is thrown out of an orphanage for requesting more dinner. Based on a Dickens novel with the songs Food. Glycogenous food, <laughs> and you've got to produce a protein or two. <laughs> L- liver, 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 liver. Yes, oh, oh. Oliver liver. minus the O. Right, yeah. exactly, exactly. Uh, and and one that uh, I think I think hits uh, two of, of Karen's uh, favorite things. The son of an atomic king attempts to reclaim his throne as leader of the charged particles. Ion king, the ion king. Lion yes, king. very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all all kinds of stuff. Uh, 
organgrindermagazine.com is where you can uh, where you can find this uh, it's really playbook. Fun. Yeah, it's edgy yeah. playbook. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Another thing I got in the in our mailbox. Well, it is mysterious. Sometimes we get packages, yeah. right? Um, mm-hmm. And so usually they give you the slip in the PO box, and then I have to go line up and give it to the postal worker, and then they'll go find it, and then they'll bring it to me. Mm. And so I see her waddling. It's like a medium flat rate box, so it's like pretty, you know, si- you know, yeah, just yeah, kind of yeah. small. She's waddling. Yeah, yeah she's like it's like a shoebox size, yeah. right? Medium flat rate, sure. And she yeah. lugs it over the little window <laughs> and was like, "This is heavy." And I was like, "Okay, oh, I maybe check once a month." So I was like, what "Don't if normally it's a- accept wet packages, yeah, exactly. yeah. right?" Or it's like, or it's-, it's like Omaha steaks. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. check it's it in time. Dog, yeah. Right, right, yeah, exactly. It's like, oh my. God, and then I lugged it back home, and I was like, "Okay, this is really heavy." I'm, I had no idea, no idea, and I put it on my scale. It was like almost fourteen pounds. Wow, <laughs> that's making use of that flat rate right box. box. Yeah, oh, yeah. Postal this service is, course, did not make money on that transaction. This is this is from Noel Horsefield, and then I opened it up, and it was filled to the brim. <laughs> yeah. Trivial Pursuit cards. Oh, that's so awesome. 13 pounds of Trivial Pursuit cards. Noel Horsefield with an amazing name. We will never, ever run out of Trivial Pursuit cards. like our trivia godmother. Yes. So with that said... Uh, I I'm now gonna do pop quiz hotshot with uh, with our trivial pursuit yeah. card. So here we go. Time for our general trivia segment. Pop quiz hotshot. So here we go. I picked a random card from the 13 pounds of cards. <laughs> uh-huh. Bulk bulk trivia. And, and the thing is, they're all from different versions of trivial. Pursuit. Okay, I was just gonna so, ask you. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. So, so some of these might be dated. You know, this one this one is from Genus Four. Okay, so that's just general trivia. Yeah, general okay. trivia. All right. So, yeah. okay. All right. Nope. All right, here we go. So I have this card. You guys have your uh, morning zoo radio buzzers ready. Here we go. Blue egg for peoples and places. People and places. Mm-hmm. What U.S. national holiday is also known as Decoration Day? U.S. national decoration holiday. Decoration Day? Oh. Memorial Day? Correct. Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Why? Why? Because it's you're putting up in in memory of people, you're decorating with you know oh. the, the right. ribbons or and like soldiers yeah. yeah. get up their ribbons, and things of that nature. Yeah. Yeah. All right, pink wedge for arts and entertainment. What Anthony Hopkins role did People magazine call the Norman Bates of the nineties? <laughs> Everybody, Hannibal, Hannibal Lecter. Lecter, Doctor Hannibal yeah. Lecter, oh. correct. You can go to evil medical school for, <laughs> for nothing <laughs> for you to call him Mister. <laughs> All right, yellow wedge for history. What Spanish explorer was beheaded and fed to vultures for treason? Ooh. Uh-huh. Wait, the, because the vultures committed treason, they got to <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is it Cortez? Incorrect. Spanish uh-huh. explorer. Was it uh, Vasco da Gama? In- incorrect. Hmm. Um, is Vasco a title? Or is that a name? It's part okay. of the name. Ponce de Leon? No. Hmm. I don't know. It's... What? Balboa. Ah. Vas- Vasco Nunez de Balboa. Ah, okay. Okay. Well, All right. yeah. mm-hmm. okay. Brown Witch for Science and Nature. What tiresome syndrome is sometimes dubbed yuppie flu? <laughs> oh, Colin. Uh, chronic fatigue syndrome. Correct. <laughs> oh. Getting very catty in these. Yeah. 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 Very kind of judgy there. Right, yeah. right, right. <laughs> Green Wedge for Sports and Leisure. Who became the NBA's winningest coach ever on January 6th, 1995? I think that was Don Nelson. Oh. 
You know, well, we were, yeah. all, we were all looking Sorry. at you. Yeah, yeah. 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 The Sorry. buzz in was a pro forma. Okay. Yeah. 90, 95, I think that was Don Nelson then. Incorrect. Mm, okay. You want another name? Uh, in 95. Name an NBA coach. Uh, Lenny, Lenny Wilkins. Correct. Okay. All right, there all right. we go. Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. It, was, it, was, it was like, I was trying to think, like, they all kind of passed each other at right. various places. Yeah. Cool story, bro. Right. Not in the punch bowl. All yeah. right. Uh, <laughs> Orange Wedge, wild card. What writer's romance novel did a court attendant mistakenly use to swear in a witness during a murder trial in Syracuse? Uh-huh. Guessing. Daniel Steele? Correct. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> How did they find out? Maybe they were like, why is the Bible pink? <laughs> yeah, yeah, with yeah. I don't remember so much cleavage in the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the- All right. Good job, brains. So I was gone for... A month. I think it's maybe time to catch up a little bit. Uh, I I got a double whammy. I got tonsillitis, yeah, and then I got strep throat. So that was the reason. And then also during the last month, I had uh, I already logged in a hundred race miles. <laughs> I had I ran eight races already. Man. And, wow! And yeah, and when you were two, sick like that, when I was six, I had to. I paid so much money. I gotta do it. I gotta <laughs> yep. show up. You're a yep. good soldier, Karen. You got the uh, costumes. You made all the costumes. I made all the costumes. You can't not my race. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Like, I gotta get yeah, my yeah, money's yeah. worth. I did bump into. Uh, one of the races I ran was the inaugural Star Wars 10K in mm. Disneyland, and uh, I was in a ridiculous costume. And then uh, when I finished, there was a dude there who recognized me. I was like, oh, hey, Karen. The thing is, a lot of people uh, know me because yeah. I make costumes. <laughs> He's like, I listen to Good Job Brain. And Sweet. I was like, wow. <laughs> I'm not surprised you recognize me, but I'm surprised you recognize me for that reason. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I loved, by the way, and this is a wonderful piece of trivia that you, you pointed out, the, the inaugural Star Wars 10K, they made sure the racing path crossed over New Hope Street? Yeah. Wow. yeah. I don't know if it was. Oh, this was the oh, no, this was the next day. This was for oh. the half marathon. Oh, okay. So I did the yeah. 10K and the half marathon. The only thing I stopped for and took a picture was we crossed New Hope Street. And I nice. was like, this is so clever. <laughs> nice. So with the sickness and then with running, I just didn't heal. And I want to thank everybody online, on Twitter, on Facebook, um, in email, and also in person, because for some of you guys actually or did witness uh, my condition, and it was bad. <laughs> um, and I, we had a lot of voice teachers or yeah. voice experts mm-hmm. uh, on Facebook kind of gave me steps to help me heal my voice. So thank mm-hmm. you all Yay. for your Yeah, concern. it's like crowdsource healing. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. And uh, turns out injecting horse steroids directly (laughs) into her throat (laughs) was the way to go. What's the trick? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, of course, uh, in the spirit of all this, this week we're going to talk about comebacks. Don't call it a comeback. I think in American life, there are like three main areas where we got comebacks all the time, right? There's sports comebacks, you know, the the, the over-the-hill star yeah. comes back. Yeah. There's the, the political comeback, you know, oh, like yeah. you lose yeah. the big election and you come storming back years later. And then there's celebrity comebacks. You're mm-hmm. missing terrible mm-hmm. fads. Fads? Bad oh, okay. <laughs> you're right. You're no, right. People. Yeah, I, was, I guess I was really thinking about people making a comeback, no. but you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fads, fashions, those also have a way of rearing their sometimes ugly heads 
again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a quiz for you guys about the entertainment portion of yeah! People Comebacks. Okay. Uh, specifically, a quiz all about uh, acting. These are all about act- actors and actresses. <laughs> with Showing off your new voice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah don't, don't push it. Don't push yeah. it. we got to get through another year here. <laughs> and for the purposes of this quiz, I've kind of defined comeback as somebody who had a lot of either critical or financial success then a period when they didn't, and then return to a period of critical or financial success. Okay. okay, okay. okay. And it could be Got for it. a variety of reasons. Yes. Okay. Interesting. All so right. the diehard fans aren't out there going, what I loved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll start you off here with one that I hope won't be too we difficult. Yes, please. Get your buzzers ready. All right. And this actor was nominated for an Academy Award in 1993 and again in 2009. In between, he had a string of high-profile incidents with the law, including time behind bars and in rehab. Dana. Robert Downey Jr.? It is Robert Downey Jr. Yes. And man, I mean, talk about a comeback. The guy... Totally. On top of the world right now in terms of movie acting. Despite winning an Oscar in 1955, this actor had nearly a decade of flops to his name before accepting the title role in the highest-grossing film of 1972. Hmm. Read that again? (laughs) Despite winning an Oscar in 1955, Uh this actor had nearly a decade of flops to his name before accepting the title role in the highest-grossing film of 1972. Title role. This is Eddie. Oh. Yeah, yeah, Chris. Uh, This would be Marlon Brando. Correct. Right. Yes. Marlon oh, Brand. he is the Godfather. He is the Godfather. The Godfather. Yes. Yeah, Don Corleone. I was, character. I was thinking, like, the name name. Ah, so, you know, I was like, what it. movie was it? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, a role for which he won his second Academy Award. So, indeed, put him back on the map there. Wow, yeah. I didn't. I didn't know it was flops. In- yeah, oh, he was a controversial choice for the, the role because he was just sort of in Hollywood. He was like, oh, he's just, you know, he's washed, kind of washed up. He's washed up. He's, he's hard to work with, you know. That kind of really? Yeah. yeah, yeah, all of that. If you look up his run of movies in the, the 60s uh, there, they're just notable failure after notable failure. Well, because if you, I mean, if you didn't know that, like, he's always talked about as being one of the greatest actors and no idea. Yeah, it yeah, it shows happy. you. It shows yeah. you, man. Like, one, one huge success can cover yeah. uh, many small failures, yes. yeah. All right, well, we'll stick with The Godfather for a minute. Uh, in that movie, I hope you guys have all seen the movie or read the book. Yeah, Chris uh, made me, no. Chris made me watch did. one and two. I did. You I like that. Education of a cinema school. fan. I was supposed to do it for a class assignment, and I just did not. Yeah. I, I faked it. Notes. Yeah, but now I don't remember what I... It's really good. <laughs> Whether you like it or not, you should. I, I, you should watch it. I think you. You yeah. would. You would enjoy the experience. It's yeah. been built up so much. Yeah. It's hard to it, do it. It now, but insists yeah. upon itself. <laughs> <laughs> okay. In The Godfather, uh, we see Don Corleone help win a coveted movie role for singer actor oh. Johnny Fontaine, yeah. who is in desperate need of his own comeback in the story world that we're watching. On what real-life singer-actor is Johnny Fontaine based? Uh, this is a very thinly-veiled depiction. Right. Dana. Tony Bennett. 
not Tony <laughs> Bennett, but you're, you're not you're not that far off in terms of style. Yeah, yeah. I, I believe it's Frank Sinatra. It is. It's oh. Frank Sinatra. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mario, Mario Puzo, who wrote the novel, n- never never came out and admitted this, but he also, I mean, he never denied it either. Most people accept that. Yeah, Johnny Fontaine is a stand-in for Frank Sinatra, and his career in real life, Sinatra really was at a real low point before he got the role in From Here to Eternity, and he lobbied very hard to get it. Is that the mm. movie where like it's black and white and people make out on the beach? Yes. Okay. Yes. I didn't yeah. Think he was in that. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he and he won an Academy Award Deborah for that Carr. for a supporting oh. role. Yeah. And. Depending on what stories you believe, he may or may not have had some help from powerful friends getting that role in the movie. Sure. But, uh, oh. but yeah. You use what we have, right? That's yeah. right. You use what yeah. you have. Certainly. And that got him back on top. <laughs> Hopefully horses were not harmed. <laughs> yes. No, yes. No horses were harmed. This former child actress had the title role. Now, don't get caught up again with title role okay. here. All right. <laughs> this former child actress had the title role in one of the most popular movies of 1991 then retired from acting for several years. Today, she is best known for her role playing a trusted advisor to a world leader on television. Karen. Anna Klumski. Yeah. My girl in Veep. You know, I saw, um, I watched a, a few, I didn't, I didn't really get into Hannibal, the TV series, right? Yeah. But uh, she was on that. Oh, I didn't well. know that. And I was like, who is that? That's yeah. a person. Hey, look it up. <laughs> oh, it's a girl from My Girl. My girl. Oh. Man, that movie was kind of a twist. I walked in not knowing what like, I'm going to watch. This is a watch. fun movie for kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear God. <laughs> I'm crying now. I avoided that one as well. Did you ever read Bridge to Terabithia? Yes. <laughs> so it was like, they were like, it's like that. And I was like, okay, I'm not watching oh, that movie. Yeah. I had never seen it. That yeah. was a twist, too. Oh, I yeah. never thought, okay, I never had anyone yeah. say that. Comparison, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Or it's like, oh, they're friends, they're having fun, they're, they're dead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of them's one of them. dead, and the other one has to live with the pain. <laughs> You know, for kids. Yeah, for children. They're smiling on the movie poster. I thought it was going to be a feel-good hit. Yeah. After numerous hit movies in the 1970s and early 80s, this actor fell into a low period before returning to glory with an Academy Award-nominated performance in 1997's Boogie Nights. Oh. Karen, briefly ahead of Chris. Burt Reynolds. It is Burt Reynolds. Oh, yeah. yeah, he won a slew of nominations for Ooh. that for that role as the the producer or the director, sorry, in the porn world of Boogie mm-hmm. Nights. Uh, yeah, during that, uh, I don't think we've ever said "slew" on this podcast before. <laughs> oh. I'm going to start working it in now as much as I can. <laughs> Uh, during the uh, low period there, he had an impressive seven Razzie nominations. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Two, two wins, though. I don't know if that's good or bad. I don't know if you want to win the Razzie. It's notable. Right. Yeah. The story of Norma Desmond, faded mm-hmm. star from the days of silent film, is told in this hit movie and musical. Karen again. Sunset Boulevard. It is Sunset yeah. Boulevard. Oh. And you guys, you may be aware, as you know, cinema fans, you know, there's the really cool parallel in Sunset Boulevard and the life of Gloria Swanson, who played the role in the oh. in the original movie, in the 1950 movie, that the role of Norma Desmond, you know, sort of an actress who was kind of cast aside as eras changed only to come back late in her life, really was in many ways the story of Gloria Swanson. So mm-hmm. it's kind of this cool meta angle to her telling the story that she had kind of a, a affinity with. All right, last one. Here we go. Close it out. This actress holds the record for the longest period between Emmy nominations for any performer. 
And I can I can give you some more hints here if you need them. Oh, uh, Chris. Betty White. It is Betty White. Oh, wow. Nice. All right. Now, <laughs> now let's get wow. than penicillin. How, how yeah. long do you think between Emmy nominations for Betty White? Uh, 67 years. You, you went a little bit over. Yeah. 60 years. Wow. Well, she's, just, she's been on television since before there time. was television. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't even know if you can call it like comebacks. Like she's been, she's had so many periods of popularity yeah. over those 60 years. It's almost. I don't feel like she went away. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah, going to say, I like if you, if you, if you're that popular for that long, maybe it can't be a comeback. She's just been, she's been a badass for a yeah. long time. All right. So speaking of. Comebacks, you mentioned there's always a slew of failures, and comeback does kind of uh, create this feeling or, or does connotate the feeling of a failure. Yeah. And then you come you back. Had from, you had to have a failure. You had to have a failure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here I have compiled a list of rejection letters oh. uh, of notable people of oh. uh, literature, music, and, and other pop okay. culture, you know, facets. And what I'm going to do is do a, a dramatic reading. And, and I had to kind of edit these down of the rejection letter. And hopefully you guys can guess who is the person being rejected. Wow. Okay. All right. I like who, it. who obviously went on and became super, super famous. Got it. So, for example, I'm just going to read a, a quick quote here. The publisher said this was... Too different from other juveniles on the market to warrant selling. And, uh, oh, well, this is an example, but go ahead. Oh, I don't know. Is there more? No. That's all I get. J.K. Rowling. Dr. Seuss. Oh, okay. Uh, This was, uh, and to think I saw it on Mulberry Street. So, Mm. I mean, so Mm. some of these are harsh. Some of these are kind of (laughs) massaged well, but uh, there's going to be a lot of clues in these that hopefully. Yeah, Dr. Seuss's whole thing was he wanted to be different from Dick and Jane. So, it was too different. Too right, different. Right, right. Too different. Yeah. This one is mean, and it's so funny. <laughs> okay. Like, <All> right. Okay. <clears throat> I found your efforts to be both tedious and offensive. Oh. You really are a man's man, aren't you? I wouldn't be surprised to hear that you had penned this entire story locked up at a club, ink in one hand, brandy in the other. Your bombastic, dipsomaniac, where-to-now characters had me reaching for my own glass of brandy. A great story is built on foundation of great characters. I had trouble telling yours apart. Remind me, which is the broken-hearted bachelor who travels aimlessly across Europe? Ah, uh, yes, they all do. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Broken-hearted bachelor, aimless man's man. I, was thinking, man. I, was I can keep going. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, um, Chris. Ernest Hemingway. Ernest, yeah. Yeah? yeah. yeah. All yeah. right. Yeah. 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 Man's man, Man's European man. travels. With the, yeah. Just yeah. holding a cocktail. Or <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, Which, I mean, it's yeah, very sure. yeah. accurate. Yeah. All right. This one, is, <laughs> this one is quick. Nobody will want to read a book about a seagull. Oh. <laughs> Chris. Um, I forget who the author of that is. Oh, that's the question. Uh, wasn't that Swift? Uh-uh. Uh. Mm. Oh, man. Seagull. Yeah. Who wrote Jonathan Livingston's Oh, was it, uh, was it Irving? No. Richard Bach. Ah. I remember that, yeah. When I, yeah. I was like, oh, I know Jonathan Livingston Seagull. Right, yeah. I never remember the author. Mm-hmm. Richard Bach. What was the rejection again? It was just... It's... Nobody will want to read a book about a seagull. <laughs> well, you know, hey. Fair enough. It's yeah. Cool. Yeah. To, the, to the point. Yeah. That book went on to sell 44 million copies. Yeah. So, uh, there were some, some people. people. Yeah. yeah. This one is from Jimmy Jenner, real name, president of Millennium Records. The production arrangement and she are very strong. The direction is a good one, in my opinion. The only thing missing from the project is the material. 
I like I Want You, Get Up, and High Society, but I did not like Love on the Run at all. I will pass for now, but I will wait for more. Love on the Run. Oh, who is that? It was, uh... The song names are I Want You, Get Up, High Society, and Love on the Run. And the, the funny thing is, you know, this guy, Jimmy Jenner, said, the only thing missing from this project is the material. The material. Oh. So... Uh, Madonna. Correct. Uh, it is Madonna. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, we just got to get oh, you better songwriters. Girl. We got to get you better uh-huh. songwriters yeah. is what, yeah, it, is, think, is what yeah, they're yeah. saying, it's right? Not like, it's yeah. not like she sucks. Yeah. 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 We I'm like the package. The we like the package. And last one. Oh, man. Last one. This is uh, from one of the publisher. The girl doesn't, it seems to me, have a special perception or feeling which would lift that book above the curiosity level. The girl is the character in the book? Yes. And also the author. Oh. Oh. I was going to say Alice in Wonderland. Um, Little House on the Prairie? Nope. Oh, good guess, though. Mm. Nonfiction. Yeah. The girl is also the author. uh, The girl doesn't, seems to me, have a special perception or feeling which would lift that book above the curiosity level. I mean, this person probably ate his words. Uh, is a uh, girl interrupted? No, this is the diary of Anne Frank. Oh, oh my, my God! Okay. Well, yeah. all right. Well, yeah. It doesn't seem to just feel. Wow. It doesn't grab me yeah. beyond the you know, curiosity factor. Yeah. Mm. That's a harsh oh. review to have to live down. To have yeah. to have to have to have your name associated. Not even review the the rejection. You know what? <laughs> She didn't come with that. I mean, yeah, true. Well, yeah. no, it did. I, I mean, it the was, book, it's a rejection well, book, letter. Yeah. It's book a rejection did. letter. Yeah. yeah. Right, of her exactly. diary. Yeah. It's weird. But I guess yeah. her book did come yeah. back. Yeah. yeah. It just goes to show you don't, you know, listen to that first rejection letter. The fifth or sixth rejection letter. <laughs> oh, I have a funny one, actually. So uh, try to guess what what company wrote this Templated rejection letter. Okay. Oh, okay. This company gets submissions and would all right. Okay, push out they get their... they get so many submissions yeah. they oh, have okay. a form okay. letter. All right. all right, dear contributor, sorry, <laughs> but we've got bad news. You've been rejected. Don't take this personally, though. All of us feel rejected at one time or another. At least that's what our group therapist tells us here. He says we shouldn't worry about it. Besides, although you've been rejected, things could have been a lot worse. Your material might have been accepted. Then where would you be? Huh. Mad Magazine. Correct. Oh, that's, <laughs> all right, there we go. And then it goes, uh, so that should be your attitude. What? Me worry? Uh, <laughs> so it's like kind of cheeky, I, but I, I'm uplifting. I'm sure that, yeah, Mad Magazine gets like so many unsolicited submissions from randos. That, yeah. Like, yeah. And yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, kids. Yeah. Kids. Kids. So, <laughs> kids are randos. Yep. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's right. All right. Let's take a, a quick break. A word from our sponsor. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M 
Noom.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Are you looking for a podcast that your whole family can enjoy that asks the deep philosophical questions like, do trees fart? If you are, then you'll love Tumble, a science podcast for kids. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marshall. Join us as we explore stories of science discovery from butts to animals, dinosaurs, astronomy, and everything in between. You'll love these stories and you'll learn something new. Find and follow Tumble Science Podcast for Kids wherever you get your podcasts or at sciencepodcastforkids.com. Very much uh, like Colin, I have also prepared a quiz, uh, and that quiz is about comebacks, but very specifically about musical oh. comebacks, and in fact, uh, comeback albums, oh, as in okay. when a musician releases album after album that doesn't chart, does not do nearly as well as their previous success, and then has one album that, you know, whatever the magical formula is, it roars back up onto the charts and, you know, sort of cements their place in the pantheon of the of the pantheon okay. <laughs> the, the actual were. pantheon yes this is drawn uh from time magazine did a list of the top 10 comeback albums oh. ever and uh guitar world also did a similar list and so i'm relying on their expertise not mine all right no com- no complaints <laughs> okay. yeah. yeah yeah as sure. chosen by the staffs <laughs> of time and guitar world here we go comeback albums the quiz mm-hmm. got your buzzers ready In 1993, this singer came back with a vengeance, releasing a sequel to his breakout 1977 solo debut. Mm. Sequel? A sequel to his, in 1993, releasing a sequel to his breakout 1977 solo debut. Wow. Solo debut. It is an an album that has a Roman numeral 2 at the end of it. Oh, Oh, okay. No. Okay, so I was someone... gonna guess Eric Clapton unplugged. Uh, no. So someone who was in a band. So it's not it Michael is, it is, it Jackson. It is named after his first solo album with, with a, a two okay, at the end of it, right? And so... was a and was a big comeback success. Uh, hmm. I don't know. Not Michael don't Jackson. Know. It's not Peter Frampton. It's not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I give you a hint. There's some in my freezer right now. Steakums. <laughs> yes. Teething Steakums. Ring. Ice cream. Ice it cube. is. It is. It is. Ice cube. It ice is cube. not ice cube. <laughs> it is the phenomenal and tasty meatloaf. Oh, oh yes. with bad out, out of hell. Bad out of hell. Bad out of hell too. Okay. He would do anything for love. He, yes, that he was. He certainly nice. would. But he won't do that. But he won't okay. do that. Oh man, that song. Steakums was close. Steakums. <laughs> Steakums was close. Yeah. <laughs> Rap and hip-hop producer Rick Rubin revitalized the the declining career of this country legend when he produced his 1994 album, American Recordings. (laughs) Colin. That's uh, Johnny Cash. That is Johnny Cash. Makes sense. It was, I believe, his 80th album. Wow. Uh, He was slipping down the charts. uh, But uh, Mm -hmm. American Recordings, in which he basically cover songs of more modern bands and produced by Rick Rubin, was huge. After the master tapes to an album that would have been called Cigarettes and Valentines were stolen, the band decided to create this album 
instead, which proved a huge comeback in 2004. Huh. Wow. They had, they, like they finished familiar. their album Cigarettes and yeah, Valentines, but the master like tapes were stolen. Instead of remaking it, they decided to create a totally new album in 2004. And I'm mm-hmm. looking for the name of the album. Oh, who was this? Yeah. Cuz if I tell you the band, it's going to be too easy. <laughs> well, I I remember I remember They're uh, they're smashing, local. They're local. They're local? Oh, Green Day? It is Green Day. Oh. It's Green Day. American Idiot. Oh, that makes wow. Sense. American yeah. Idiot. Well, fate worked out for them. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Right? Thank God that got stolen. Otherwise, they wouldn't have then the, the album and then the Broadway. And the musical. Yeah. 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 That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. true. Yeah. It's true. After the tragic deaths of two of this band's members back to back, uh, they found themselves back at the top of the charts with the album Brothers and Sisters. Colin. Uh, isn't that the Allman Brothers? That is the Allman Brothers. Mm. Yes. Oh, what happened? They lost two members of their band in back-to-back motorcycle accidents. Ugh. Yeah. Oh. oh, they didn't. They didn't. It wasn't one accident, and they both died. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. No, it was wow. two, two totally incidents. unrelated. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Well, unrelated, except for you know. Well, <laughs> right. Motorcycles. Yes, yes, yes. Featuring What's Love Got to Do With It, this uh-huh. album represented the beginning of Tina Turner's solo success in the 1980s. Mm. Oh, what is the album? Was the name of the album... Pri- no, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't What's Love Got to Do With It. Oh, sorry. Was the name of the album Private Dancer? It was, yes. Okay. Oh. Private Dancer. Yes. Okay. Yep. This album was released in 1980 to poor reviews, many of which were withdrawn following the death of one of the artists. Whoa! 1980? Oh. It won Album of the Year at the 1981 Grammys. Whoa! All because one did die. When did John Lennon die? Was it... It was the year 1980. Was it the Beatles? What is the album? Oh. Because he had famously quit the Beatles by that point. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what is the comeback? Yeah, what is the name of the album? Uh, Was it Imagine? It was not Imagine, Mm. no. Uh, It's uh, John Lennon and Yoko Ono. Oh, okay. So it was... um, Is that one where they're naked and... It is not. No, this one is uh, Double Fantasy. Yes. Double Fantasy came out, was given a lot of poor reviews. Uh, John Lennon was murdered shortly thereafter, and a lot of the reviews were withdrawn. Mm. Yeah. Um, Yeah. They're like, oh, you're not going to get better. Let's just... This was was (laughs) good. This was very good. Right. You know what? Let's continue your legacy. It was great. Like, feedback won't help us anymore. Yeah. Here's a Grammy. I don't know any of the songs. (laughs) This 1997 Bob Dylan album, his first studio album in seven years, won Album of the Year at that year's Grammys also. Oh, 97. 97. Big comeback for him. Is it Philadelphia? No, it was... It's Bob Dylan. It's like sun, sunset, sun, sun river, mm, or something. Or I don't know. He's really not a guy the, with eighty albums. This He's is got a, so many. It's true. This is a good one to know based on, because of what it represented for him, kind of coming back. Time out of mind. Ah, okay. Time okay. Out, of, out of mind is the name of huh. the uh, okay. of that album. Okay. Yeah. Isn't there an yeah. REM album? Out of time. Yes. Yeah. 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 Time out of mind. Time out of mind. Cindy Lauper's time after time. Oh. Um, none of none of which have really muddy the waters here as much. Now I'm not going to remember the yeah. band. Yeah. Out of mind. Yeah. This yeah. album, Cindy Lauper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got this one, guys. We studied this in trivia. Yeah. Yeah. Concept, as a concept album, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> 
Brian Wilson roared back into the spotlight when he finished this legendary unreleased Beach Boys record and released it as a solo project in 2004. Karen. Smile? Smile, yes. I only know this because Chris made me listen to it. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'm sensing a theme here today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Chris makes Karen listen. I'm very cold. <laughs> but that's only that's over our like ten year relationship. It's only been those two yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. Smile yeah. and the Godfather. And the Godfather. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Has it only been the two things? It seems like a weird coincidence that they both come <laughs> they up. Both it was the Godfather. What took a while? Godfather <laughs> okay. took like years of like. Right. You gotta see No, 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 it's really good. Like, it's I don't really want to watch a movie about criminals I, and murder. I know there's like a horse in the Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Horse. That was really the, the, that was the hump that yeah, had that to was get the over. Hump. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I didn't care about James Caan, like, getting shot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, final question. Released in 2005, this Mariah Carey album represented her major comeback after the commercial flops Glitter and Charm Bracelet. Uh, everybody. Butterfly? Butter? Butter? No, 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 no. no, no. Uh, oh, then it's the other one. <laughs> well, wait. 2005. Is it the, is it the, the uh, Rainbows one? No, is that's it? before. Oh, this is yeah, the, okay. this is the, uh, E equals MC squared. No. Uh... I can tell you. What is it? It is the Emancipation Pitching of, of Mimi. Mimi. Yes. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it was comeback, technically, oh, as voted on by... Time and Guitar World. I want to talk to them about it. Yeah. Yeah. I would like to discuss There's it. some good songs. I'm not yeah. going to say they're wrong, but yeah. I feel like we should, you know... Leave, definitely leave a There's comment. There's discussion. Yeah. Yep, yep. Everybody, shush! William Shatner has something to say. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. What do you do when the woman you love dies? Well, of course, you dig her up and you live with her. Aww. The show examines weird things. There are plenty of old photographs from this time period of children out in the streets playing in and among the dead horse carcasses. Oh, I miss those days. Things used to be so much simpler. Cat and Jethro. Then there's the urine wheel, which sounds like a really bad game show. They've done weird things. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. That is really mysterious. Join Cat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected, as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the box of oddities. The Webby Award-winning Box of Oddities podcast from Airwave Media. All right, from the high heights of laughing at Mariah Carey and talking about music, I'm going to bring it down. I'm going to bring. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about comebacks of diseases. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh the stuff you don't want to come yeah, back. Yeah. Oh, okay. Things you thought were over, things that ravaged humanity, and we mm-hmm. cured them, and now they're back. Like that's what I want to talk about. Oh, fun, <laughs> good times, good times. So it's a quiz. Um, buzz in with your answer. Buzz in excitedly, <laughs> <laughs> cheerfully. We to, so we have to say the name of the disease really like... As enthusiastically yeah, as yeah, possible. Yeah, let's do that. Let's yeah, do yeah, that. Okay. All right. First one. People who have died from this disease <laughs> include Vincent Van Gogh's brother, Winston Churchill's father, and Al Capone. It was nearly eradicated in the U.S., but it's coming back because of uh, due to lack of education. <laughs> Syphilis. <Yes. laughs> Wait, syphilitic fever. So, so people don't know it's that it's sexually transmitted. Well, they know it's sexually transmitted. They don't know that um, you can catch it orally. 
Got it. There you go. Mm-hmm. That's on. It by all accounts, syphilis is a terrible, oh, yeah. terrible way to die. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. mm-hmm. it's died like of you're, syphilis, you're, you're yeah. not or something, right? Like, Drove him crazy, from what I've heard. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. I'm crazy. Not- <laughs> <laughs> all right. So this illness was really prominent in the 1800s in industrialized cities where um, children worked in factories and had poor diets and got little sunlight. And it's coming back because children have poor diets and don't go outside. <laughs> Colin. Uh, uh, rickets. Rickets. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. That sounds like an old-timey. It does. It does. I didn't it really know Rickets does. was coming back. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. I was going to say scurvy. Go but. outside. Get some vitamin D. Yep. yep. Oh, yeah. I see. Okay. So the sunlight wasn't like a judgment call. It's actually they were not getting sunlight. And that's the one that's symptomatic of the, the bone deformation, right? Is that... Yeah, and I think the rash. Oi. Yeah. Oh, yeah. go outside. Rickets! Yeah. Rickets! <laughs> it kind of sounds like a fun candy. Yeah, yeah. it does. Mm. Razzles. Yeah. Ooh, are those strawberry rickets? <laughs> so a character um, from Little House on the Prairie had this uh, disease and went blind. The character and Little Women had it and got ill. It was treatable with penicillin, but now it's coming back. <laughs> Scarlet fever! Scarlet fever. <laughs> Yay! Wait, it's coming back how? There are cases in China and Macau right now. Oh. And it's viral. So. Wow. The bad kind of viral. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the original kind of viral. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had no idea all these diseases were. Com- uh, yeah, I yeah. Know. <laughs> yeah. And I would stay inside if I weren't for fear of catching rickets. rickets. Yeah. <laughs> Scarlet fever has a really great social media team, apparently. <laughs> yeah. <was> so <laughs> These three diseases were basically eradicated in the 1960s, but they are, in the last uh, decade or so, they've been really making a comeback, and especially on, a, on, a, on college campuses. Oh. Yeah. Okay. On the yeah. one. Okay. Sure. Meningitis. No. Oh. Gonorrhea. No. <laughs> on college campuses? Yeah. You have to be excited. Oh, oh. yeah. I mean... I- how, how excited yeah. is he going to get about gonorrhea? <laughs> Wait, okay. <laughs> how excited is he going to get? get oh, uh... So the reason why these three are grouped together is they were grouped into one vaccine. Oh, is, okay. I mean, is it measles, mumps, mumps rubella? rubella? It is. Oh, it is. Okay. And okay. So the thing is, in 1998, there was that article that said, oh, vaccines are linked oh. to autism. And it was, like, thoroughly disproved by the medical oh, community yeah. that people who are now in college were that generation around right there. Oh, yeah. so this so is, like, the delayed effect. Yeah. Oh. So it's Ridiculous. measles, mumps, and what? Ru- rubella. 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 Well, there's yeah. the... The measles outbreak in Disneyland. Yeah, there you mm-hmm. go. That's right. Yeah, and a lot yeah. of kids didn't oh, have it's vaccines. Like, it's with yeah. little children, it's, but it's, yeah. like UC Berkeley a couple years ago had a big, I think, mumps mumps uh, outbreak. There's there was just yeah. this year in the National Hockey League there was a mumps outbreak that started uh, localized in one team and sort of spread to other teams. Yeah, it's because all these when they were kids they weren't. Uh, you know, I never yeah. even thought about that part of it, but that's got to be right because again, a lot of the guys in the NHL are going to be young. You know, it's. Yep. Other countries are less good about uh, vaccinating mm, people, but okay. they're definitely were like, oh, that makes sense that people who are 18, 19, 20. Now. Yeah. 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 Good job. 
<sighs> well, you know, that actually uh, that sparked a, a a good segue here for me. So uh, I was reading uh, this was sometime last year about that we're sort of entering the Shaquille boom in naming. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So because you know Shaquille O'Neal, the world famous pro basketball player, like he was at the height of his appeal, you know, eighteen to twenty years ago. So we're starting to see sort of the influx, and you'll see like in in you know college athletes, you'll see a lot more Shaquilles now, yeah. and it's it's pretty clear who they're named after. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, so it's a like traditional Michael, Irish family yeah, name. Yeah. yeah. Michael's easier to like pretend it wasn't for Michael Jor- Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. Or Jordan. Yeah. Or yeah. First name Jordan. There was a spike of Jordan naming. Yeah. In the late ni- in the mid to late nineties, for sure. Yeah. Um, which all of which sets me up to a story I would like to tell about Michael Jordan. Oh. Uh, so I'll start you guys off with a uh, tr- trivia question here, <laughs> uh, and uh, this is not a trick. I'm not setting you guys up. This is I, we've had this trivia question at pub quiz before. We've probably even had it on these very airwaves. How this many? Still might be a trick. It's not a trick. Not okay. a trick. Right. I'm not trying to fool you. How many times did Michael Jordan retire? Three. Yes, he retired. Right. Magic of threes, man. Don't That's you remember? Right. Yeah, three Magic is always the answer. He uh, retired three times, which of course means that sandwiched in among those retirements were two comebacks. Because <laughs> you, oh, <laughs> you got to yeah. come back before you can retire again, right? Riding the comeback retirement roller coaster there. Uh, but but let's back up just for a bit. In case you're not a sports fan out there in podcast land, uh, maybe you've never heard of Michael Jordan. (laughs) It's possible. Uh, In case you do not know who Michael Jordan was, he was a professional basketball player. He was pretty good. Many people would consider him the best, the best, the best ever. You know, you 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 may have your favorites if you don't like him or the Bulls, but you could argue he was the greatest ever. Uh, and significantly for my story, uh, Michael Jordan wore quite famously number twenty three. Twenty three. Okay, you were yeah. making eye contact, and I was like, well, I, I, I knew Karen knew that one. Okay. Yeah, number twenty three, and like he he is so strongly associated with the number twenty three that again, speaking of like mm. wave effects, you know, like the reason that LeBron James wears number twenty three is in part. And homage to Michael oh, Jordan. Oh, really? There are generations oh, yeah. of young kids growing up playing I basketball. I thought it was like randomly. They would choose number 23 because they want to be like Mike. They're like, oh, Jordan wore 23. I'm going to wear 23. Well, good thing LeBron James is really good. Too. Yeah, yeah, it helps yeah. that he can yeah. make it his he own gets number. A pick. Chicago Bulls of the 1990s, pretty good. In fact, they won uh, the NBA championship in 1991. They won it again in 1992. They won it again in 1993. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then, shockingly, not long before the 93-94 season started, Jordan announced that he was retiring from pro basketball. He's How like, was I'm he hanging it up. He was 30 at the, at the top of his mm-hmm. career, no doubt about it. People were shocked. Like, why would you want to do this? And he was going to go play baseball. And you guys may even remember oh, this. Yes. That's right. He was yep. like, I'm done basketball for a while. I'm going to play baseball. And they mm-hmm. found him. Coincidentally, it helped. Like, that, just, just like taking yeah. on that next yeah. challenge. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, you know, luckily for him, the same man who owned the Chicago Bulls owned the Chicago White Sox. So he found yeah. a spot for him in the uh, farm team yeah. there. Um, he was, you know, minor leagues. He wasn't good enough to play okay. major leagues. He was good. I mean, yeah. he was an all-around good athlete, and he did play baseball growing up. So it wasn't just like, oh, I'm going to give this a try. Like, yeah. He it's actually like, yeah. knew this, what he was what doing. What a funny, interesting stick and a tiny <laughs> Where? Where's their net? Where's their net? How many points I just need a right over there. <laughs> There is a little more background to this at the time, and and this part is not you know funny in, in any sense. You know, one of the reasons he stepped away was before the start of the next season, his father was killed in what was essentially oh, a botched yeah, a botched robbery, a botched yeah. car oh. theft, and it was it was terrible, just an awful scene for many reasons. Um, and he was devastated as as anyone would be. Um, and it also got him thinking about sports and just what it meant to him. You know, mm-hmm. he's like. 
what else do I have to do in basketball? He's like, I've, I've been the MVP. It's I've been boring. the scoring championship. Yeah. yeah, what else do I have to prove? Too easy now. It was. Yeah, it, there was some flavor of that. I feel maybe a little bit burned out. And then also, you know, his father had always wanted to see him play baseball. You know, oh. growing up. as you know, his, So this was kind of like a tribute in a way, just mm-hmm. to clear his mind, get away. So he played minor league baseball for uh, about a season and a half. And he was decent. You know, okay. good, good, not great. Probably wouldn't have had the spot that he had if he hadn't been Michael Jordan. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but sure. still better than your average Joe by far. I would say he was probably average among his peers. He did oh, okay. he was he was not a superstar in baseball. He was average among his peers. Good marketing. Um, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I mean but like you know? he could do it. Like he could play yeah. baseball. Yeah, you can't put me in there and I'd be like, what do I? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, not, ah, <laughs> not good. They're throwing it really like fast. The okay. <laughs> balls in my face. But no, uh, Dana, you got it right. It's great marketing as well. Like, you know, attendance went up everywhere he went. So while he was playing baseball, he wore number 45 on his jersey. And that number had a lot of significance for him growing up. Uh, He had an older brother. And, you know, Michael Jordan growing up had wanted to have 45. His brother (laughs) took it. So one of the reasons that he settled for 23, the story goes, his story is that, well, I divided 45 in half and rounded up. So 23. Yeah, it was kind of cute. So now that he had the chance to wear 45, he wore it while he was playing uh, baseball. And the Bulls, in his absence, they did they did good. They did good. not great. They didn't win the title the next year. They, they, su- they, they suffered. They suffered. They went pretty far in the playoffs, but mm-hmm. losing the greatest player on the planet, you're going to have some drop off, mm-hmm. even you know, sure. with a lot of other talent. Um, so the second season after he was retired, uh, the Bulls were struggling even a little bit more. They were about had like a 500 record. They were they were not doing great. And then dramatically. Michael Jordan decided to come back to basketball. Save his team. <laughs> well, you know, part of it was, yeah, he gets to ride in on the white horse and be the savior. He he very famously announced his return with a two-word press release that really? ju- that just said, "I'm back." Ah. And you know, this was again, this is like just early enough. This wasn't like all over the internet. This was like 1994, you know. So this okay. was over the wire services, and every sports writer just, you know, the head explodes like, "Oh, Michael Jordan's coming back." <laughs> I bet they all sounded yeah. just like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Little Colin, <laughs> I was excited. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so he came back. You know, halfway through the season. Oh, not even. Not oh. even. Yeah, between he came back halfway through, rejoined his teammates. They of course found room for him on the roster. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He got tried yeah. out again. Yeah. Right. I would love that if he showed up. And they're like, "Listen, sorry, my yeah, can either ride the bench. Yeah. You're not, you know, just coming in like a new one. Water boy. Yeah. He's like carefully arranging the." Gatorade cups. <laughs> real good at it. I gotta prove myself. Yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> he is like trying to catch. Hey, coach, yeah, I'm doing a good job, right, coach? <laughs> <laughs> they made a, a pretty good run deep into the playoffs that season. He came back and he was wearing, as I say, number 45. He came back. He carried over his 45 into basketball. Mm. Oh. So as I say, uh, they went pretty deep into the playoffs, uh, but they lost the first game of the conference semifinals, Okay, which is a big deal. And for whatever reason, he wasn't feeling the mojo. Some of the players on the other team, one of the other players even made a comment like, oh, you know, number 23, that wouldn't have happened. That number 45 doesn't look like number 23. Oh, Oh, snap. 
Uh, and if you know anything about Michael Jordan, you know this is one competitive dude. Uh-huh. And so I think that kind of got under his skin. But he also just separately wanted to switch numbers. Kind of rumbling started. So he said, you know, I think I'm going to go back to number 23. Uh-huh. But so here's the problem. When you're playing in uh, a league season, you tell the league office, here are our roster of players. Here are the numbers they're going to wear. And that's basically set in stone. It's a mm. big deal. You can't just change willy-nilly. For that season. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Part of it has to do with, quite frankly, the fact that League sells a lot of merchandise. And yeah. if you're changing numbers around, oh. it, it kind of it, it makes it tough uh. for them. That, that's yeah. part of it. That's part of it. Other is just record sure. keeping. Marketing is, is, yeah, is big. Cool. It's a big part of it. They are, they yeah. are a business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so game two rolls around of the, uh, of the series, and he takes off his warm-ups to reveal a number 23 Uh-oh. jersey. And, you know, he kind of knew he wasn't supposed to do this, but he's like, I don't care. I'm Michael Jordan. He's like, I'm going back to <laughs> What are they going to so, do? The league wasn't happy, and they fined the team $25,000. They, they wow. were very clear. They were like, you know you can't do this. You're, you're messing Just with our system. Yeah. Um, and his team, to, to the credit, the Bulls supported him. Yeah. His coach, Phil Jackson at the time, they supported him. All his teammates supported him. Yeah, but he's like, I don't care. $25,000 yeah. is nothing. Yeah, nothing. So, so he's like, I don't care. I'm going to do it again. So the sure. next came around. He, oh, he wore 23. He wore number 23 again the next game. Yeah. And they find him $25,000 again. And he said, I don't care. I'm going to keep doing <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, the sure. next game came around. He wore number 23 again. They were winning. They, they were, it, was a, it was a tight series. They eventually lost that series, uh, unfortunately. Oh, okay. They lost. And, but so, not, so this is not the feel-good ending. Oh, yeah. that was like, no, not, not before racking up $100,000 in fines <laughs> for the team just for wearing his old number. Uh, yeah. uh, but he wasn't going to back down. He was not going to back down. Yeah. So they lost that series. They did not win a title again that second year that he you know, had come back. So, before the next season started, they went through all the official channels, changed it back, his official number 23, and they went on to win three more NBA titles. They won 1996, 1997, 1998, and then he retired for the second Second time. time. Then he came back. And then he came back. And, yeah. you know, we just prefer not to talk about that last oh, one. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, really? It wasn't. You oh. know, it was, he came back in 2001. So his oh. his second comeback, oh, he was he was old compared to most people yeah. on an NBA roster. This is when he was with the Washington Wizards. Wizards, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. In his 40s then. He, he, uh, yeah, yeah. And he had started as an executive with the team. And it was kind of one <laughs> of those things like the team was not doing well. <laughs> and it was like, his like, suit off. Oh, yeah. He's like, yeah. He's like, he's like, I've done it before. Like, he just writes number 23 on his shirt. (laughs) The scenario you're describing is only marginally more common, less comical than what it really was. Yeah. Um, No, he was. He's like, yeah, this team is underperforming. He's like, you know who we need out there on that court? We need me. We need need me out on there on that court. So and I felt bad for the coach of the of the Lodo Sasprin. Yeah. Well, imagine. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. He comes down there with his newspaper under his arm. I felt bad for the coach of the team. Imagine because because Michael Jordan was the coach's boss uh, as well yeah. as being played no. Yeah, because no. he still had to. You know, I mean, it was not it was not a good oh, scenario. No. Yeah, that lasted a couple years. He retired again, thankfully, uh, for the last time. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love these basketball stories. It reminds me of the the other story. I think on our cheating episode where you talk about Jason Kidd oh, yeah. uh, so, throwing the soda. the soda on the whoa, <laughs> slippery. 
just so ridiculous. <laughs> the gamesmanship that goes yeah, yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like on the court, like breakaway uh, suit. Uh, oh man! Wow, that was a that was a show. That yeah. was a show. That was our comeback we show. Came back. Yeah, we did. We. T- <laughs> We we did. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Thank you guys for joining me. Thank you guys, listeners, for listening in and being patient and, you know, uh, waited until my voice is back. Thank you guys so much. Not like you guys had a choice because there was... I recorded 40 hours of my one-man show. <laughs> I wouldn't hear that. Just calling. Yeah. yeah. It was like... You doing walking impressions? Stream, stream of consciousness, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. just musings yeah. on yeah. man's place some in the Col- universe. Colin, some, of my, Colin. some of my poetry. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, I hope you guys learn a lot about uh, different types of viral comebacks and also Michael Jordan and uh, you can find our show on iTunes on Stitcher on SoundCloud and on our website goodjobbrain.com and we'll see you guys next week bye Time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.